Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's hey your girl guys, Sam. Me, Fran here. Trying we established like, that Fran's voice. We got a different voice t- today because we've established that her voice. She's loud, just a loud being. Yeah, she just like her voice like projects. I don't I even a know. Deep voice. I have like a public speaking voice, so I'm gonna talk like this now. I don't think that makes a difference. Because when I listen tr- back on the on the thing, it just sounds. It just that sound that's loud. not gonna make a difference. I definitely sound different. I'm usually talking like this. Oh <laughs> Anyways. So I'm going to talk like this. Anyways, um, so last week was a fun episode week. Like, it was literally a week of just, like... Shits and re- giggles. Yeah, shits and gigs. We were just, like, reminiscing on all the, like, movies that we used to love to watch. And everyone was just, like, engaging with us so much. So it was kind of fun. And then me and friend recreated a bring it on, like, scene. Yeah, and we you guys so- were actually dying. Okay, straight up. If you don't know what we're talking about, go on our Instagram and go to our last reel. It's like that TikTok trend where like there's like a cringe scene from like a past movie or why is my voice leaving? It's that TikTok trend where like you put like a cringe scene from like a Disney Channel movie or like one of those types of movies and then you act out the scene and we acted out the bring it on scene and to be honest, like we totally fucking exposed how embarrassing we are. And like I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm actually glad that like the old me yeah, I would, never would never post anything like that because I'm, in my head, all that would go through my head is, oh my god, what are the people, what are people who, like, not my friends, like, my friends know how I am and they're not gonna be like, why the hell would they post that? But, like, people that I used to know, you know what I mean? Not only that, it's also, like, you want to put on this persona that, like, you're so put together and, like, mature and established. Yeah, and, like, like you- I'm not like that in real life. Like, I can be when I want to be, obviously, but... If I'm living, like, if you're living with me and you're from Sam's perspective, I'm literally opposite of that. And I do weird shit. And we both just, like, when we have free time, we make TikToks. They're, like, the weirdest fucking TikToks. Or we'll just, like, do the weirdest shit. And when I try and do the hot, like, it's hot not girl shit, it's just, it's just I not my vibe. I myself after. It's just like, not, other people can do it. It's just I mean, I vibe. still do it on TikTok sometimes, like, a little thirst trap here and there. But, like, I'd rather do funny shit like that. It just brings out a personality a lot more. And I was saying, like, we got so much, like, good, not feedback but like everyone was laughing and stuff so we might make it a weekly thing where or like an every week or ever every so often where we recreate like a cringy teen movie from like one of our favorite movies but anyways yeah so thanks for the thanks for telling us that you thought it was funny and that we're not just like weirdos who posted that and people were looking at it like what the fuck so yeah thanks anyways um i'm gonna tell a ghost story that i just told i've been telling everybody in like for the past week so first of all, first of all I don't know. Did we say that you're a seer on here? I don't know. Is that what it's called? Basically, I'm gonna. I'm like Teresa the medium. <laughs> She's like a Long Island medium. Okay, basically, I was washing dishes a few days ago, and I just got back from watching a movie, so I was like, just feel good vibes, like just very zen, chill, at peace, like with myself. So I was washing dishes, and I can't even explain. Like I can still like f- feel what I felt, but I can't explain like how it was. You know when you get that feeling from like the corner of your eye that like someone's kind of running past you or running behind you? Mm-hmm. It was like that. I felt I felt like I saw I saw a shadow. It was a black figure running behind me as if like almost like I was looking but it was like running like so I couldn't see it. And then I felt something behind me. Like I felt a presence 
and it felt bigger than me, like a little bit, like not bigger, but just like a bit taller than me as if like they were standing on their tiptoes and kind of like looking over my shoulder. And I full on felt it on my back, like a heavy, like presence. So I'm like, Sam, like, I know it's you. And I turn around and like, which first of all, I'm not taller than you. I'm sure. Yeah. But I thought they were like, it felt like they were standing on their tippy toes almost. True. So, um, I'm like, Sam, I know it's you. And then I turn around Sam's not there. And I like full on got like a pit in my fucking stomach. I literally stood there for a good two minutes. And I was like, what the shit? And my dog like even ran away. Like my dog wasn't even there. He, she's usually with me. She was like in the other room, like just fucking being weird. So I go upstairs. I'm like, Sam, were you just behind me? She's like, no. And I was like, hey, that was full on a fucking ghost. Like, and I actually wasn't. Like, I, I would felt have something. By now, so I contacted like, I have a spiritual healer um, or like, I guess like a life coach almost, I guess, spiritual life coach. Yeah. Yeah. So I contacted her and she's been telling me that like, when I go that like, she's very in tune as well. Yeah. Like intuitive. And she was like, you're a seer, like you're uh, the older you grow and the more like mature you get and the more kind of like established you get into like your spiritual journey and like kind of just self enlightenment, the more you're going to see these ghosts. And then like, and she's like, they're not bad. I don't sense it's bad. I just sense they like want to talk to you. But, like, you can easily just be like, I don't want to talk to you. If you do want to talk to them, you can say, I'm open to talk to you. And I'm like, um, I'm okay, not going to say chills. that. Like, what if... That- and she's like, and no. And she's like, I think it's just, like, a family member or just someone who wants to talk to you. Which is weird because then I read something online. I know, okay, a lot of people who don't believe in horoscopes and shit are going to be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, you guys are weird. But I've just been more spiritual lately. That it's just, like, this quarantine has made me more in tune with, like my body and like i used to make straight up I used to make fun of saging i'm like yeah, why I, are these people I, I, why I these have, girls lighting like a big joint on fire and like i have sage in my room and i was saging i remember and my sister and my mom were like what the hell are you yeah doing? i used to make fun of it i was so close-minded and like maybe it doesn't like maybe it's kind of voodoo-y and like whatever but it's i honestly not voodoo no like people probably think that though i did at first there's a perception yeah yeah but i honestly think it makes me feel better and like, i sage my she told me to sage my room and like the corners and like to chant something and i was doing that so i was scared and i was thinking back the only experience i think i told in the podcast that i've had with that is that old lady right there where that lamp is it's just where she was standing right there that's and then i told like her that and she said like she said that one was evil she said that yeah she said that one was not nice like that was like like not good um but yeah and it's funny because sam always just make fun of me saying like the hell i always just be, okay i always Fran, say okay this speak, house is haunted now my, my my sister would always my sister Fran would always say like um i hear this i hear that blah 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 the house is haunted and i'd be like hey no i think it's you because i my room is literally right next door to yours i'm like a scary cat when it comes to that stuff and Fran used to always talk about how like oh, there's footsteps here, there's this there, and I'm like, okay, I don't think the house is haunted, I, I literally think it's you, and, like, that it makes sense now, but, like, I just think that when it comes time ever, if you ever have that experience where, like, you hear someone talking to you, or see, like, how will you, like, how will you even be able to... Okay, it's not gonna, we never, we don't even know what's gonna happen, so, like... But if it did? I don't know, dude, I'd say I don't want to talk to you, like, I'm not, like, I just... So it's happening to you, but you're not open to be someone. It's not happening. What happened? I, like I've never had that before. That was the second experience I felt that, like, after that lady one. That's like, like the, the second most one. Real. That's like the most real one I felt. Like that was I felt like someone was there. Another off top, not off topic, but also I was home alone a few um, a few weeks ago, and, and I heard something drop downstairs, but nothing dropped. Like it was like a dro- like someone like something dropped. Now it's coming out of the shower, and I that's the scariest 
place when you come out of the shower because you're fucking naked and vulnerable and you're just like <laughs> i was just in my towel like what the shit i'm gonna have to fight a ghost naked right now but yeah i just thought that was like my weekly update and i couldn't stop thinking about it i told my friends and they're like get away from me please and i'm like okay so we have generated a three-step guide to a breakup basically the steps that we think based on a our experiences others experiences and just what we've gathered through research <laughs> What we think is a breakup Bible. So we're going to go through the three steps and kind of explain why we've kind of generated these and blah, blah, blah. Use them at your own discretion. You don't have to agree with us, but this is just what I think and what Fran thinks. So, um, okay, before we start, I feel like with, coming from someone who reads, not recently, but I guess like a year ago. Yeah, let's like preface recent? this with like, I'm not going to go through a breakup hopefully ever again. And like the last breakup I had, I was super young, like. I don't, I don't like I was pretty young and that's also something I want to talk about is like if you're somebody who went through a breakup when you were really young it's almost like insignificant right it's almost like, okay that doesn't count to me like I always think that I'm like that doesn't it counts but like I was so young like was it do you know what I'm trying to say but yeah. it does because when you think about it it kind of shapes how you like I was young yourself. too I think that when you are young and you go through a breakup young I'm saying like 20 and lower okay Okay, maybe 19 and lower before, like, yeah. I think that, like, don't discount that as a learning lesson when it comes to breakups, even when you're older, because I think that that can shape how you perceive yourself depending on, like, how the breakup was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm just saying, like, if you were someone, like, I, I think don't discount that because this episode can actually help you and it's stuff that's that I have learned as well. And then in Fran's case, I'll let her speak for herself. She's gone through one more recently um, when she was a little bit older than... Yeah, when she was, like, older. Yeah, but um, I always was, like, scared to talk about this, especially, like, on a public, like, platform so everyone can hear it. Because, one, I'm the one who got broken up with, and I always, like, it sucks, and you kind of feel, like, embarrassed, I feel like. I don't know. Like, I felt kind of embarrassed, like, to tell people, like, I didn't say I got broken up with. I would just say we broke up, but you know what I mean? Like, it's always, like, kind of more embarrassing there's like this stigma around being broken up with, I feel. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't think sense. that there's a stigma. stigma. I th to me, there is. There's always just kind of like shamefulness of like, what did what, I like, do wrong to get broken <clears throat> up with? Or like people feel bad for you. It's like pity. Yeah, it's like you don't need to feel pity for me. But um, I always like, I feel like people are embarrassed to talk about breakups in general just because it's so vulnerable. But it's not something that you should be embarrassed about, I don't think. I think I that th you have to remember that like, failure is opportunity for growth right so no you, it's not failure no but no but that's what you, that's what it feels like like it feels like a relationship failed and that's what people think all the time like you hear like oh my god my relationship failed i failed at this failed at that don't think of it that way think of it as an opportunity to grow that's what i mean yeah i don't think it's a failure it's not you're not a failure your relationship wasn't a failure it didn't work out change that mentality of oh it was a fail to now this is my opportunity to grow okay so that brings us to Rule number one of the breakup Bible. Grieve. <laughs> Why did you look in the corner of my room? Like, you're kind of scaring me. What now. do you mean? I looked at you're the... You're like, grieve. I'm, I'm, like, I'm looking at my... First of all, I was not looking there. I was looking here at my computer. Okay. With grieve. Being grieving. Grieving. <laughs> With grieving. Okay, everyone handles this differently. Let me tell you how I handled it because... I don't know. Did I? During the whole process of it, I was like trying to be like a bad bee and like not cry. And I was like, hey, fuck this. Blah, blah. But then like after I walked through the door, my mom's like, so what happened? Like all happy. Like what happened? And I just started crying because like as soon as someone asks you like what's wrong, you're like, fuck. 
So I started crying and then like I would cry, I cried for like a while and then like I was just like, hey, I need to stop crying. Like I was getting mad at myself. Like, why are you mad? Like, why are you sad? Like, you're such a pussy. Like, stop crying, blah, blah. But as like the more I held it in, the more I held off crying, the worse it got because it was like I was holding on to like my own closure and not just letting it out and letting like all the feelings and emotions go, which I feel like is so important. Or I remember, oh my God, I specifically remember Roman came over for like for dinner and it was very recent after that. And we were like all eating and you guys were talking and I like couldn't eat like that. I feel like that's the symptom. Like you can't eat. Yeah. I couldn't, I lost so much weight. I could not eat. Like I, I physically couldn't get my body to eat. I was like hungry, but like, I felt like yakking all the time and like, I would just, yeah, like not eat. It's weird because like, I feel like everybody remembers their first breakup. Like that was Fran's like first real like serious breakup obviously there's been little flings here and there but like real serious breakup right and like that everyone knows that feeling that we're that we're like describing that like sinking stomach pit feeling where like you don't want to eat you don't want to like like you just feel like you're about to cry anytime someone speaks to you you feel like you're about to cry like mm-hmm. you're about to cry and you don't so that's why our number one in this breakup bible is grieve if you give your time give yourself time to be sad to be mad to cry it'll be easier for you to process in the end yeah like and with that though like obviously give yourself time but i don't let it consume you like consume like lena <laughs> lena gilbert consume i want to love that consumes you um like it's not a set amount of time where like okay i'm gonna cry for a week and then it's gonna be over like you're gonna obviously get hit with like those periods where it's like a song comes on or a moment just hits you and you're like fuck like i want to cry the point. that's the point like cry if when you're a guy if you're a girl like if it's a friendship if it's a breakup relationship this like we're talking about relationships in this podcast but with anything you're gonna be reminded of moments and you're gonna realize that when time goes on you're not gonna cry at those moments you're gonna embrace it be like okay that was a good time then like it will like shoo away and because move you on. process through it because you process through it and you you did your grieving but with that being said like you can't let it consume you like every There's day two- you're in your bed crying like you need to like get up and move like which brings me to my point of with the grievance process there's two parts there's the avoidance of feelings and actually addressing those feelings by rebounding or doing other things that, like pretending we don't care. And there's the avoidance of people and food and other experiences because we're so consumed with that feeling of sadness and listen, rebounding and, doesn't work and crying. Right. So those two, there's two types of avoidance. You don't want to get like you don't want to get on one side of the spectrum and stay there. You know what I mean? You don't want to be rebounding and doing all that and like avoiding addressing your feelings because eventually you're going to be sitting alone in your bedroom. Something's going to come up. A song will come on. Something will happen. And you're just going to feel that way every time it happens. Or if you're avoiding everyone else and you're consumed by these feelings every day for a long, 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 long time and you don't get back to doing what you love or seeing people that or other seeing other people that you love, then you're not actually processing it and letting it go. You have to feel the feeling and then be able to let it go. And I know it seems easier said than done, but really the main thing is embrace whatever feeling comes to mind or comes to your heart when you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. And like that thing with rebounding, like to me personally, that's the worst way I feel like you can get over something. And I know like you want to, everyone processes things differently. And my, like, I, I don't think it would work for me and I never rebounded. I know people who have like, just wanted to rebound or like get into a relationship right after, which I never really understand. I think that just to top off this point of grieving, I think that what will happen if you don't take the time to kind of work through your emotions, whether that's journaling, whether it's whatever, 
whatever way you process it, it's going to carry on into whatever relationship you have next, whether it's right after, mm-hmm. whether it's five, like 10 baggage. years. Down, yeah. Whether it's five, 10 years gonna, down the line. You're also going to learn. Sorry, go. You're going to be triggered. Like, let's say you get cheated on, right? And you don't actually like process what happened, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have major trust issues in your next relationship. And you're going to take it out on your next boyfriend or girlfriend. And then that relationship is not going to work out because you have self-confidence and trust issues to be like quite blunt. You know what I mean? You have to process those things or you're going to get triggered and carry it on. Also, you're not a bad person for breaking up with somebody. And you're not a bad person if you get broken up with. Like it happens. It's life. And I feel like if you don't, if you're the person who did the breaking up with or got broken up with, like there's mistake like mistakes are made in relationships on both, and, ends. on both ends and i feel like if you don't have that time to grieve and like think about it you don't know what to f- not fix about yourself but kind of you realize what you did maybe that that wasn't the healthiest you know in a relationship for example if you are somebody that got broken up with and you got broken up with because that person didn't really know what they wanted or et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, what the hell? This guy led me on or this girl led me on and they didn't know what they wanted. Fuck them. Hate them. That's my me processing my emotions. I don't want to deal with them anymore. Blah, blah, blah. But that's not really addressing anything because you can look at yourself and be like, okay, they broke up with me because they weren't ready. It was moving too fast. What was I doing? I was so dependent on them and our relationship and moving forward and wanting to know the next step. I didn't take time to actually be independent and look back to what I love to do by myself. It was all about me and him or me and her. That's just like an example. Like how can you grow and like be a better version of you? You know what I mean? That's how you actually process it. Yeah. Our one of our followers, Kays, said... um, like something very relevant to this. He said, I think being able to embrace the sad feelings rather than hiding from it um, is better like when you're going through a breakup. And that's exactly what we that's think That's basically too. what we do. Yeah, exactly. Number two of the breakup Bible is cutting ties. I.e. should you or should you not? I.e. no contact, unfollowing, blocking on Instagram, Twitter, whatever the fuck you This have. is what I think. I recommend deleting them, right? Like just unfollowing them. I don't think it's necessary to block them. Yeah, like, kind of excessive. that's just like a technicality. It's not excessive if you want to do it, do it. But in my opinion, I don't think blocking them is like, like what's wh- wh- like why? You know what I mean? I think blocking them is kind of more for them, for you to show them. I'm blocking you. I don't want to see you in my life. This and that. That's enough. Cool, cool. If you want to do that, I recommend just deleting them because then they're off your feed and you can process and work on yourself while not having to see them. But then, like you're not blocking them and doing it to kind of get at them. You know what I mean? But part of letting go is also letting go on social media, as stupid as that sounds. Like, you need to let go. You don't want to see them. But do it for yourself. Don't do it because you want to block them and show them that you don't give a fuck. For me, this has always been, like, a struggle because I don't want to ever come off as, like, petty or, like, bye, I'm following you because especially if it didn't end on bad terms – like, I felt like there's no reason for me to unfollow somebody or block them. But when time goes on, like, you don't want to see shit that, like, again, triggers or, like, do, like, there's always in the back of your mind, like, oh, I wonder, like, what's happening on the, their social media. So for me, like, do, it's all about you and nothing to do with them, I feel like. Like, if it's better yeah. for you, do it. It doesn't mean that you don't wish the person the best and like you you hate them and you're like, fuck them, I'm I'm following you. Maybe that's the case for some people. But I feel like having out of sight, out of mind is like the best kind of way to to also let go and move on. So someone has a question. This relates though, this relates to step one of grieving. This is kind of 
part of the grieving process. Don't grieve and then cut ties. Also for no cut ties while you're grieving. So for as long as the healing time is for you, cut those ties, delete them so that you're cutting them. If you ended on really good terms and you're friends, then that's, that's like different, but like cut the ties during your healing time. If you feel like you're ready to add them back and you'll be friends with them because you ended on good terms, do that. Just do it like according to you if that if well that, that being said sense. like it doesn't have to be forever if you if you know you're over it and you're like hey you know what i'm gonna follow them back like whatever like then do it whatever that's fine i feel like a lot of people won't do that because people have very high pride so like I feel yeah like people wouldn't same do that. like i would i, I would, would probably never yeah. do that but if you like if you're like okay honestly like i'm over it like whatever and you want to follow them back whatever follow them back let nature run its course um also for no contact this is probably so hard too for some people like you text a person every day, you're calling them and then to just break up and then you have nothing. It's, yeah. it's, fu- it's like scary. Cause you're like, what? Like, it's almost like an emptiness or like a void that you, you yeah. literally can't It fill. kind of is like a loss. It's almost like something's dying. For me, in my opinion, I feel like if you need to, to text them, like, I don't know. It just depends on how it ends. Like if you didn't end on bad terms and you feel like you need more clarity or like you just need to text them for support, like do it. Because I know some situations are like that. But eventually you just got to fucking like, you got, you got to cut it. Like you can't be calling them when you're not together and like crying and stuff. Cause you also got to think about them. Like that puts a lot of, they're also the people who broke up with you probably feel like bad as well. Right. And vice versa. So I feel if like you broke up, you broke up for a reason. There's like, there's, it's totally okay to go back to someone that you broke up with, but you still need that time to process what just happened. What's the point of breaking up with someone or someone breaking up with you? If like the next day or like, whatever you're gonna you're gonna speak again you know what i mean which is completely i'm not judging if you do that's completely fine but i think for yourself like whoever's listening to this i'm talking to that person for yourself i think you need to just cut the ties at least for a bit have no contact and be able to process it test yourself see how far you can go it's gonna be hard i can't imagine oh my god i can't imagine that you know what i mean like that would fucking that's so hard but you have to gain your independence back not that you're not independent when you have a boyfriend but you know what i mean you kind of have to you kind of just have to help yourself in that way. Just have the no contact for a bit. That's just my opinion. Cut the ties. Don't, and cut them for yourself. Don't cut them to be petty and just be like, fuck you and blocking you. That's it. Yeah. Um, so we got a question. Unfollowing your ex's friends and family? Question mark. That's like... Okay, I, I, like, I don't I've, think that that's necessary. Like they had nothing to do with it. So I leave that out. But at the same time, it's like, well, okay, you had nothing to do with it. And now you have no part of my life. So like, why are you following me on on Instagram? Personally, I don't think like you should, unless like, again, it, it was a huge bad breakup and everyone fucking like hates each other and whatever the case may be. I think that if you're genuinely friends with that person's friends and that you're really close with their family, it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Yes. Like again, it might hurt to see their, their shit, but do it for you. If you know that that's going to trigger you and that's going to trigger those emotions to come back up and it's not helping the healing process, then unfollow them. You can go back and keep in contact with them again if you want to. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. But if it's their friends, you might see them like out and about, like uh, doing like, other shit with That's people. just something that you have to take into consideration. Like if you're going to see them on, you know, Snapchat and Instagram, like with other girls or guys and like being like whatever then if you feel like you can't handle that then un- like do it but for me i don't think like it's the first priority is like i'm full of friends and family and i i th- i think another thing that has to do with cutting ties is that we spend so much time thinking about 
whether to cut ties or not. Do I block? Do I just unfollow? Do I block and unfollow? Do I go ghost? Do I do this? Do that? Like, it's oh just, my god, the amount of times I was like, I'm not gonna post on my story. Yeah, be mysterious. Just, I was like, I'm gonna be mysterious. Like, no one fucking gives a yeah, shit. Like, yeah, like no. That's one, one thing that we need to cut out. It's like just when the breakup happens, cut the ties right away. Delete right away. Block if you really want to block for yourself. Like I said, don't do it to be petty, but that's what I think like there's no point contemplating it just do it that's that's it I'm not I'm not gonna go on a tangent about this anymore just do it number three of the breakup bible is self-care this is very general but this is key to getting over a breakup and finding yourself again as your own person apart from this relationship that just broke off so my opinion is you have to reverse engineer yourself, okay? You have to figure out the things that you love to do before you were with that person because I feel like a lot of the time people kind of merge. Like their lives merge. That's what a relationship is. Your lives are merging. Like, for example, like maybe I like going on bike rides. That's something I do. I go on bike rides downtown at Lakeshore. Me and my boyfriend, I'll take him to go bike rides downtown at Lakeshore. I don't actually do this and I don't care for it, but like I'm just giving an example. And that's something that we did all the time. Let's say you break up with your boyfriend and now you're like, fuck, I can't go on bike rides downtown on Lakeshore because it reminds me of him. So it doesn't feel like yours anymore, right? Like that thing that you used to do, that you used to love to do by yourself and then you brought your boyfriend or girlfriend into it, now it doesn't feel like yours anymore. I think that it's important to like go back to the things that you did like to do even before them. If that's something that you like to do even before them, go back to doing that and find yourself again in doing things like that. To add on to that, Sometimes even when you're in a relationship, you lose time for the things that you used to love to do. Maybe like you get, you know, preoccupied with, you know, again, doing things that he likes to do or just you have so much on your plate. I'll say that example for soccer. I lost interest in soccer, not because of like I was in a relationship, not at all. I just felt like I had less time for it and I had other shit going on in my life that was kind of like heavy hitting on my heart. So I felt like I pushed soccer aside. So once like... I ended my, the relationship ended, I felt like, I was like, well, I'm missing something. And it's not just that person. Like I miss actually playing soccer and like being involved in soccer because before my relationship, like I was so into soccer. I loved it. I loved to play it. And then obviously like I got preoccupied and other things were more important, I feel. And I I lost it. So getting back into soccer also helped me like remind who I was before and what I love to do again not saying that because I was in a relationship I stopped playing that's not why I just but felt it's like- understandable that when you're in a relationship like you have to allocate time for that person doing things with that person and that's, things that's outside that person is. right like other like school work other things yeah that, like, like you're busy you have school work all these other things and then you also have to allocate time to this person maybe to their family events to all these things so there's gonna be things that slip by so you have to just get back to doing the things that you used to love to do because that's gonna help you like move on like you're it's not like you're filling a void because you want to fill a void but like you're bringing that positive energy back into your life that kind of like initiates and ignites those endorphins in your body that can make you feel happy and like help you feel happy you know what i mean yeah someone also mentioned self self-care books um you and if just, you i think we've mentioned this a billion times if you haven't read the untethered soul you need to do that or the four agreements that's when I think I started like being spiritual and like becoming more into meditation and shit because it literally just forces you to sit with your thoughts and I used to hate doing that because it was daunting and I would cry and like you don't want to dig deep and like feel what you're feeling but as soon as I started kind of self-care even working out working out um I feel like like now I'm like I love my body way more than I have ever before just because I'm so focused on me and like working out and eating good and self-care so that's a huge part of it also 
finding a good ass fucking playlist, man, that got me through. So like finding just a good playlist, like a crying playlist. And even just like one of those playlists that like uplifts you like Gina Echo's BS. So good. Um, if you guys want me to send you, I fucking have like three, so I can send you any ones you want, but like finding a good playlist to hype you up. Very good tip. One of our followers said, um, good support system. I was going to say, like, I think another form of self-care is talking it out. Again, that's part of the grieve. That's part of like step number, no, like the rule number one to grieve. But talking it out is a form of self-care because it's almost like therapy. You're caring for yourself. You're, you're doing that therapy. And if you do not have friends who let you just at least a couple of times just vent, like just sit there and just, just fucking talk, vent, do all that shit. If you don't have friends like that and they're there, they seem like annoyed or they don't seem like willing to kind of speak back or if, they, if they're just not willing to like listen, just sit there and attentively listen, get yourself a new set of friends. Man, I can't, friends like I can't that. explain how many times I annoy my friends. Like it's, it was fucking crazy and I felt bad after I'm like, Dude, like, and then when I wouldn't talk about it, they'd be like, what's wrong? And I feel, I'm like, I feel like I'm annoying you. And they're like, you're not fucking annoying me, dude. Like, this is, this is like a traumatic experience, realistically. So if you don't have friends like that, you need. Again, we're in quarantine and COVID and like, the situations are different. If you're going through a breakup and like, you're in COVID and quarantine, you can't see people. I think towards the beginning, it was a lot more strict. Like you couldn't see anybody. So it was harder, but if you can't see people, call them, text them, or get a journal, like we said, and write it out. Mm-hmm. Like, write it out to yourself, and then burn that shit. Those are the three main concepts that make up our breakup Bible. Grieve, cut ties, and self-care. And they call they kind of all intertwine and interweb, and a lot of it's easier said than done. But if you really think about what we're saying and put it put it into practice, even if you're, even if you're someone who ha- had a breakup years ago and you're single right now, I guarantee you there's still things that trigger you or there's things that you might bring on into your next relationship because you haven't fully processed what happened. You haven't fully like sat in the feelings, written your journal or et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? So do that shit first. And don't get frustrated with yourself if it's like a while later and you're still having thoughts or feelings because it takes time. It's a process. And you know, people who broke up with somebody or got broken up with five years ago still have those thoughts and moments that come up. Don't get frustrated with yourself and don't get mad at yourself. That's the worst thing you can do because it's like, why am I not like moving on? Like you are moving on. It's, It's a process. It doesn't happen right away. And if it does happen right away, I feel like you're not moving on properly like straight up there's no way like i'm sorry i just you know what i'm I'm not okay no i'm not gonna be scared we said that we're not gonna be scared about saying our opinions because we know that there's some people on here that message us and say i don't agree or like blah 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 but i don't care anymore i'm sorry if you're somebody who got broken up with or like broke up with someone there's no way that you're just over it in a week there's no way like maybe you've been over that person yeah i'll say that unless your feelings really like Okay, you could have been over that person for a while, but there's no way that your life just changed. You had someone in it, and now you don't, and you're just like, oh, well. Like, really? How? There has to be Unless some sort cheated. of... Unless you cheated. Sorry. But if, you, if you're if you the person that cheated, like, you still have to, like... But you have a new person now. That's the whole point. It's but you like, don't have a... Okay, what? No, just because you cheated on someone with someone else doesn't mean that I, someone else is your new person. I'm sick. No, I'm saying... But sometimes you're I'm cheating saying on... I'm saying they these- broke up with a person. Maybe they were cheating relationship, broke up with a person, and then they're so, like, mentally over that old person that they can just be over it, like, in a week because they have, like, a new person. That's I don't think so. Because if you're cheating on someone... I don't think so either, but I'm saying that may be a scenario. I think if you're cheating on someone, you're cheating because you're insecure with yourself, or there's something that you feel like you're not getting, or there's something that you feel like is Dude, missing. there is no excuse for cheating. That's one thing I would not fucking tolerate ever in my life. Ever. And that's something, something I would never do. That's... 
I'm sorry. And she goes, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> like, if you cheated on somebody, you're scum. Sorry. Yeah. Don't care. Not blocking that out this time. Usually I'd be like, hey, Sam, cut that out. But I'm not saying. Like, you're scum. And I don't believe that people can change. Also. You don't. No. To an extent. I don't believe all, once a cheater, always a cheater. But you need to do some heavy, deep diving as to why you cheated. And really like, go to therapy and fix yourself. Because... You don't cheat on someone you love, like straight up. Yeah, that's you what I was going to say. You do not cheat on somebody you love. I was going to say that. I don't think once a cheater, always a cheater. I just think that you didn't love that person. You didn't care for that person enough. And you have some underlying issues that and you And also, address. don't go into a new relationship without addressing the issues of why you cheated. <gasps> Sorry, I found this trend on TikTok. I want to do it because it's it's kind of relates to what we're talking about cheating right now. And it's basically what, what you think constitutes as cheating or not. It's going to list you some things. You're going to say cheating, kind of cheating, no, no, it's cheating, cheating, not cheating, but fuck you and cheating, okay? If your boyfriend asks for a girl's number and the girl give, gives it to him, cheating, 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 not, not cheating, but fuck you or not cheating. If my boyfriend asked, if he asked for a girl's number and she gives it to him and she gave it to him, that is cheating. Okay, You're about I to agree. show me. I agree. If he, if she asked for his number and he gave it to her, cheating. Not cheating, but fuck you. It's not cheating, but fuck no, you. No, it's cheating. Why no, the fuck are you I think you? it's not cheating, but no. fuck you. Because wh- what's the scenario? You know what I mean? What Maybe- scenario does your boyfriend? Have to, uh, does a girl need your boyfriend's number for? Yeah, yeah, true. That's cheating. Fuck you. Do you think it's cheating if your partner texts somebody else and hides it from you? Yes. Yeah, because if yes. it's nothing serious, why are you gonna hide it? Yes. If your boyfriend is still swiping on dating apps but not actually talking to anybody, cheating. But not cheating, but I'm mad. It's not cheating, but fuck Actually, you. Actually, no, it's cheating. Actually, I don't know. Like, it's like you're browsing. Yeah, you're cheating. You're browsing you're what's cheating. out there. Yeah, you're cheating. He's not going to message anyone until he finds a girl that he thinks is cute, and then he's going to message her. So yeah, it's cheating. cheating. <laughs> Your partner kisses someone else. Your partner kisses someone else. Cheating. cheating. No, it's not cheating. Go ahead and fucking kiss whoever the fuck you want to kiss. Your partner watches porn. Not that's cheating. Not cheating. That's, n- that's a lot not. of people think that is, but that is not. People think cheating. it's mentally cheating because then when you actually like that- have sex, you're thinking about porn. That is not cheating. I don't think so either. Because I, I think that that, like... I don't know too much about it, but I think... <laughs> I don't really know too much about it either, but... I think it's just, like, a, like a guy... But I'm pretty not even sure a guy, that it's thing, not like, realistic. Know. Like, first of all, I don't think... I think, like, a lot of it... Again, I don't know. But I think that a lot of it isn't very realistic. And I also think it's, like, you're watching a movie. You're not ever... It's, like, me watching The Vampire Diaries and thinking well, that never Damon... Gonna, you're never gonna fucking hook up with that Stephen That Damon Salvatore. and Stephen are so... Hot. I'm never gonna... You know what I mean? Or like, it's, like, I'm, watching 365 Days and, like, drooling over Michelle If you Moroni. watch 365 Days, that's... Ba- you know, you basically... You basically done it. So, like, no. I don't think it's cheating. I think that that's, like, during your private time, like, do yeah, your that's thing. Not cheating. Like, I don't... I don't know. Your partner pays for a cam worker. Cheating. Um, you're paying for someone to like basically just like I don't think that's I don't know, cheating. Is that like, like a stripper? That, yeah, it's not cheating, but fuck you. Oh god, your partner goes to a strip club. Is that cheating? Not cheating, but fuck you. Or <laughs> not, not cheating, cheating, but fuck you a little bit. Um, Listen, I'm not against that. It depends what the hell is going down. I've never been there before, so I don't know what the hell. But if they're like like groping and touching and getting la- like okay, I don't know. Is I, that- I, I don't, I don't think that's cheating at all. I think like do okay. I would probably be a little bit cheesed if like that was happening often, but 
let's say you have a boyfriend friend okay and their their friend is getting married and their yeah, friend okay, goes to whatever. a strip club for their bachelor party what are you gonna say don't go because you're cheating on me no i don't think it's cheating either i i think it's not cheating but like kind of like a little bit like a little teensy bit fuck yeah you. yeah it's, it's not cheating. a little bit annoying it's not cheating but it's a little bit fuck you in the back of your mind i think if you're not okay with it you're not okay with it that's between you and your boyfriend but i also th- don't think that it's like not I don't think it's not not okay. I think there's always going to be... If you're someone that says you're okay with it, that, like, me and friend are like, eh. Like, it's, there's going to be annoyance. Like, go maybe a couple times in your life and then, then you're good. Like, why? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, think like it's for cheap. special events and stuff, whatever. Yeah. Because if, like, my friend's having a bachelorette party and they're like, I'm going to a strip club, I'm not going to say no. Exactly. <laughs> Especially But, I mean, if it's, like, a Friday night, you're like, hmm, I'm going to go out to a strip club tonight. Then I'd be like, um... Yeah, you have so many other places you can go. Like, yeah. Okay. Your partner has someone they call their work wife slash husband. I think that that's not cheating, but fuck you. Like, why? Yeah, a little bit sketch. Unless it's like, like someone jokes. Like, your partner thinks about someone else while you're having sex. How would you even know that? How would you let's even know pre- that? Let's just hypothetically pretend. Let's just hypothetically pretend that you know. How would you know? Sam, really? Or they How told would you, you know? Or they told you? They told you, I was thinking about <laughs> someone else when... But is it? Is Do you think that is? Or if they, you saw a text message on their phone saying, I was thinking about blank while... <laughs> Is that cheating or not? I think that's mentally cheating. That's, that's not cheating. technically cheating, but I would be like, goodbye. Sam, I, I honestly believe that there's like a mentally, there's yeah, something yeah. mentally and emotionally cheating. Yeah. And I think that's worse than almost physical because you're not acting on it, but you're thinking about it. I don't think there's mental cheating. What's mental cheating? You're thinking about cheating, but you're not going to do it no, physically. Just, but there's emotional cheating, like talking to people, flirting with people, having that is emotionally cheating. Your partner sleeps in bed with somebody. They don't do anything, but they're both naked. <laughs> let's just say your boyfriend had to go sleep leap year let's like the movie leap year let's just say your boyfriend like calls the movie? you yeah and says hey i'm in an inn right now and they only have one bed and i gotta share it with this girl but and we gotta sleep naked. it's really really hot so we gotta sleep naked i would be like you can go sleep outside i would rather you sleep outside than sleep in a bed i think it's girl. cheating no like it's not cheating if they're not doing anything but no it's still cheating why are you naked because you just said it was hot outside. So keep your clothes on. Sweat. Like yeah, like do. sweat for me a little bit. You know what or I mean? Like that's the least car. you can do. Yeah, no. That's not happening. Okay, anyways, guys. Uh, we added a little segment, like impromptu segment there at the end. But yeah, that's our breakup Bible. And that's just what we think. So let us know your opinions. DM us any fucking rebuttals. And I'm sure some people our probably experiences. have. We are open to listen. We should share ours as well if you want to hear. All right, guys. That's it. Hope you guys enjoy. We'll see you next episode. Bye.